Ambassador Deshem, I wanted to record a continuation on the series of the Olamatohu, the idea of ether. We're looking a little earlier in the works of the Lashem. In the same book, Drushe Olamatohu, the essays on the world of chaos or the world of ethereal emptiness from which all realities manifest. We're looking in Drush Gimel, the third Drush towards the end of the first branch it's the third drush he says as follows that basically when the creator was creating the world in the six days of creation what was happening was we had in the ethereal space of the world of Tohu, in the space of all pre-manifestation, after that cataclysmic moment where all identities shattered and separated from each other and all evil and possibility of evil came out, evil then was separated off by itself and from that wreckage, the world was constructed and built of as pulling shattered vessels of experience shattered platforms of experience shattered possibility fields pulling those possibility fields those those different structures of possibility pulling them out of ether and building them into worlds building them into heavenly structures of worlds of all perfection which would be always residing in the inner core of creation and this was what was created in the six days of creation ultimately manifesting as the garden of eden with man and the tree of life in the center of the garden. All that was created in the six days of creation, all that was pulled out of the ethereal hyalic space, out of the world of Tohu, all the only shattered vessels and fallen sparks of experience that were pulled out of the ether to build universes were only those playing pieces, those elements which would be used to construct the heavenly worlds of all blessing and only those that also which would then be pulled out to express from those heavenly worlds of blessing the situation of man in the Garden of Eden. So there were many, many lights that when all the identities shattered in the beginning situation, and they, these shattered, split apart identities fell down into an ethereal world of Tohu, an ethereal world of chaos, where their possibility and the idea of possibility fields, the idea of possible future situations, and the elements and the spiritual structure, the metaphysical DNA or code of these different scenarios all fell down into ether and to remain in their pre-manifestation form 
when God started creating the world, he pulled lights that had departed and, and essentially it's described as like dying. Like the lights that were once part of those vessels which fell down into the ether, those lights uh, departed. And they, they were nostalgic. They, they shot up and away during the cataclysmic shattering and falling down into ether. Those lights, which were propping up those structures before they broke, they went up and away. And in the acts of creation, when God was saying, let there be light, let there be a firmament, let there be trees, it says, God says, God says. The act of the speech was pulling down those lights which had departed, pulling them back down into the ether to manifest the worlds once again in the structure of a perfect structure, those perfect structures which would build the world of Etzilu, the worlds of blessing, and eventually manifest into the Garden of Eden. Meaning like this, when the person is speaking, so what's happening? There's something coming down, so to speak, from above, to below and something coming up from below to above when a person is speaking they're drawing down consciousness ideas their soul their essence from above to below they're pulling that down from above to below from the core essence of their soul but something else is coming up from below to above and this is the fascinating part the words that we speak that ultimately come out as sound waves is actually pulling different letters, different sound waves, different components of speech, different components or elements of language, pulling those letters, those elements of language from below to above, from below, from in the ether that is below our souls, and pulling those elements of speech up out of the ether, and they're pulled up to meet the downward from above to below flow of our soul coming from within our core that comes down to fill in and pull together and create a congealment of those of those letters as they congeal around the content and consciousness that we are expressing in our speech. So again, person is speaking. They're expressing an idea. The fascinating idea here is that while on the one hand I'm pulling from above to below, from in to out, I'm pulling, in a down, I'm pulling down an idea from the core of my being to ultimately express and congeal in the act of speaking something. At the same time, the other movement, the, what's called the returning light, is pulling shattered elements of speech up out of the ether the ethereal space to form and congeal around that idea that I want to express and is pulling those broken letters and pulling them up towards my consciousness coming down to meet them and letters and words are forming around the idea I'm trying to express like if we think about the raw elements of language letters and then words and then sentences what's happening is that language Linguistic symbols are, are elements in a code of expressing meaning. And what happens is that an inner content is pulling and wrapping and, th and twisting and threading 
these different symbols, these linguistic tools together around a common meaning, an intended meaning, which is at the core, at the inner core of what's being expressed in language. The inner core that's being expressed in language is being drawn down from above to below, while the letters forming around and congealing around that inner content are being pulled up out of the ether from below to above. That is what was happening in the creation. When God, when the Torah says, God said, let there be light, let there be a firmament, let there be trees, fish, birds, that's what was happening. Is that in heavenly levels, fallen shattered elements of speech, which are really fallen shattered elements of possibility of creating realities, were rushing up to meet the the flow of God's speech, so to speak, flowing from above to below, from the core of God, of the essence of God's light and expression of revelation, was being pulled down. And as it was being pulled down, it was causing to, to, to gather around and congeal around that downward flow from above to below. It was pulling up elements of, of creating worlds out of the ether from the shattering of their universe pulling those elements back up out of the ether to form and congeal around the, the, so to speak, expression of consciousness coming from the essence of the light of God. That's why the Arizal tells us that when you look deeper at the word, and God said, let there be light, for example, Vayomer Elohim, and God said, let there be light, Vayomer, and, 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 and he said, Vayomer is an acronym. You have the Vav and the Yud, and then Vayomer, you have Vav, Yud, and then Aleph, Mem, Resh. Aleph, the Arizal teaches us, is, stands for Or, light. Mem stands for Mayim, water. And Resh stands for Rakia, or firmament. And the image of Or, Mayim, Rakia, light, water, and firmament, is the image of congealment and manifestation. It's the image of pure light, which then becomes, so to speak, a little bit more physicalized in the idea of water, which is kind of like liquid light. And finally, that it crusts and hardens in the idea of a firmament, which comes from the English, like in English etymology, firm, firmness, creating ultimately boundaries, crusting over. This is the image of speech. This is the image of manifesting creations and realities where the idea is coming from a very high place. It's coming down as pure light. The inner idea, the inner content is coming down as pure light. It then gets more watery into an interface and finally crusts over and, and hardens as it finally congeals and manifests in elements of linguistic code that are pulled out of ether to then form worlds. That's really what it means when it says, God said this, God said that to create the universe, and the fact is that we say every morning, Baruch Sha'amar Olam, that Brett praises he, the one who constantly speaks and is creating the world all the time, that worlds are constantly congealing and manifesting in this way currently, presently. That there's all there's an ongoing act of creation, of pulling possibilities, pulling shattered possibilities, pulling shattered linguistic elements of all creation out of ether and continuously pushing them out and manifesting them. Okay. 
בהם כל אור השעיו עתיקים. Now, in the act of creation, so many lights were pulled down into the ether to pull up out of the ether those shattered realms of possibility which then congealed around the light that was drawn down to create the perfect heavenly realms and the Garden of Eden from the six days of creation. But there were so many other lights so many other expressions which remained unexpressed which would need to continue to be expressed throughout throughout the continuous unfolding of creation in this in the remaining six thousand years of history that god had planned for the rest of the unfolding out of creation such that we need to remember at all times that what we are actually experiencing is just the continuation of the process of creation we are still involved in the creation process Creation only began in six days. And while those six days were fundamental in setting up all the major frameworks which would inform the rest of the unfolding of creation, we are very simply but very importantly still involved in the in pulling out the unfolding act of creation, as he is about to say, because only so many expressions were pulled down into the ether to manifest and recongeal re and reconfigure shattered possibilities which had fallen into ether only so much had been expressed in the six days but there were still so many other expressions that would need to be continued to be pulled out and unfolded and unchained and unfurled from their heavenly origin to come down and to rescue all the remaining shattered possibilities of scenarios that remain trapped in ether which would need to be continued to be expressed through six thousand years of history <coughs> so he's just basically repeating everything we just said. <coughs> Excuse me. Aval shar kolanitzot in kulam mechena shivrei kelim kulam asher hayu atinu latzed holy takim bechol meshes man the sheishes alafim shana him nishar wadaim ba'oluim ba'rav atalatikunam ba'amrishon v'israel valzeh heinich. Now this is such a beautiful point. So we said there was so the the there was the even though so many beautiful. Items had been rescued from the ethereal, chaotic, dark realm and given manifestation and given existence and given structure through the act of the creation and the six days of creation and ultimately manifesting as man in the garden. But all the rest of the shattered possibility fields of the rest of the play out of history still remained stuck, swallowed in the abyss of the ether that they would need to be pulled out of the ethereal space to be given expression and manifestation through 6,000 more years of manifesting and unfolding creation. That as every moment moves forward and marches forward in time, that is another iteration of unfolding creation. I mean, we see this in organic growth. To an organism, to a growing organism, what is time? Time is the process that it takes to unfold the growth of the organism. So all of history is a growing organism in this way. And the elements of that unfolding organism of history 
most of those elements still remained underground in the ether, in the in the in the world in the olamato in the ether of where they remained shattered, broken, not yet pulled into play, not yet pulled in in and integrated into the unfolding history, and it would take six thousand years of marching forward through time to pull them all out and give them expression and the growth of the organism of history. And this is what it means, that it says in the Torah that Adam was placed in the Garden of Eden to work the garden and to guard the garden. What does this mean? This gives me goosebumps. That man, it says, it says midrashically, was placed in the Garden of Eden to work the garden and to, and to guard the garden. Midrashically, this means, what does it mean to work the garden, to till the garden? It means to do positive mitzvot, positive commandments, certain actions that express goodness into the world through a good positive action like giving charity or having children or whatever. And to guard the garden was the negative commandments to to keep the garden safe, to preserve it, not to do negative actions which destroy. What the Leshem is saying, what does it really mean to do a positive commandment? It means to draw down light, to draw down wisdom, to draw down consciousness from the source of consciousness and continue to manifest worlds and realities and possibilities to pull them out of ether and continue the process of manifesting the Garden of Eden. To do a mitzvah is to build realities. To guard until the garden is to manifest one's potential life in the Garden of Eden. That every human being, like Adam was assigned, he was like the superhuman being. He was a being that was as large as the universe. And he was he was the collection of all souls. He was he would have been the, the all of the angels thought he was God. That's what it says in the Midrash. They thought he was God. We're talking about a enormous, frightening, terrifying being who, as it says in the Midrash, whose body of light spanned one end of the universe to the other. He was towering above the, the stars. He was, he was a, a pillar of light that the angels thought was God because he was expressing Hashem. All the souls was in this man. And he, I mean, we can't even imagine it. And after he did the sin of the tree, he, 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 he shrunk down to become like a, a physical a person in a physical body. Like we can't even imagine this. We can imagine it. We can, we can try to imagine it. It's, it's, it's just, it's terrifying. It's beautiful. This was the first man in the garden. He was manifesting universes, as it says. It says in the Gemara, it says in the Talmud, that Sadiqim, righteous people, could create universes. And the only reason they can't is because of the pollution of the sins of their generation. That means that true righteous people are really, in the essence of their soul, at the level of Adam in the garden, they really, in all souls, are actually towering giants of pillars of light which can manifest universes out of ether. But what? But because of the tree of knowledge, which represents all the pollution of sins, we can't really do that in such an obvious way. We're doing it, but on a tiny, puny scale and in, in, in tiny, physical, weak bodies. We're still doing it, but we're extremely constricted by the body, which the constriction itself, which constricts us, is from the pollution brought out from the tree of knowledge.
as the Ramchal teaches us that the secret of the fall in the tree of knowledge was the fall into the tiny body. So much to say on that. That's not the topic. But this is the beautiful point, that, that the idea of Adam in the garden and us today, we can still pull out our garden if we play our cards right. The idea of a positive commandment is called manifesting realities, manifesting situations in the good, pleasant way, in the way of the tree of life. All her, all her paths are paths of peace and pleasantness if we would do the manifestation properly. And the negative commandments is to, is to protect our pathway of manifestation, that it should not come out twisted because we're, we're being careful in how we're manifesting. Until the creation of man in the garden... It was Hashem alone who was pulling out shattered worlds from the ether, shattered structures from the ether, giving them expression and building them out into universes. But from the creation of man forward, it would then be in a partnership. It would then be that man and God were in a partnership and continuing the project of pulling out shattered realities from the ether, continuing to build out the universe through proactively manifesting it, through positive choices, through the mitzvah. <laughs> Okay, fine. I think we're gonna stop here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be it for now. Um.